Welcome to the Ultimate Dentist Podcast. Join us to hear success stories of various individuals and learn clinical and life hacks to help you become the ultimate dentist. Hi everyone. In this episode of the Ultimate Dentist Podcast, we are discussing importance of mindset. It has been said that the best way to predict your future is to create it. And that was said by Abraham Lincoln. Instead of thinking, I cannot do this, you need to think, how can I do this? And this has got me out of a lot of difficult questions and almost avoided me going through hard times, burnout, depression, all sorts of time. Because when you are stuck in a situation where you don't see any way out, if you ask question, yes, I understand there is no way out, but if there is a way, what would be that way? And, you know, you think that, oh, I cannot do uh, one thing or the other. Uh, Rather than thinking about that, think, yes, I understand at the moment I cannot do this. But if I were to do that in future, how can I do this? And changing that one question has helped me tremendously. And that shows the power of mindset. And there are a lot of limiting beliefs we have associated with dentistry. So what are the limiting beliefs dentists have which may stop them from achieving their best potential or possibly preventing them from doing full mouth reconstruction? One of the beliefs or let's go through all of them together and then I'll go through break them out down one by one. So the the limiting beliefs are beliefs which you think in your mind which uh, you think you cannot do is preventing you from doing the thing you want to do. So some of the limiting beliefs I have come across by dentist or I had it myself was I'm not good enough. I do not have enough experience. Um, I need to be a specialist in order to carry out full mouth reconstruction. Uh, It is very difficult to learn full mouth reconstruction. I do not have enough money to be able to invest in the course my boss will not pay for the instruments and material I need, so no point in doing the course. What if I get failure or complication? I do not have patients who can afford this type of treatment. I work in a busy general dental practitioner-led practice, uh, doing checkups and simple dentistry, and my practice is not geared towards complex treatment. And these are some of the limiting beliefs I come across all the time from the dentists um, I teach or I talk to. So let's look at them one by one. So one of the limiting belief is I'm not good enough or I do not have enough experience. And this is a sign of being actually a good dentist who cares about their patients. You won't be good enough nor you will have experience until you start doing treatments. You need to accept that you won't be as good as you will be in 10 years time. But just because you're not going to be as good as you're going to be in 10 years time, or if someone else is uh, for that matter, it doesn't mean that you cannot do that treatment. We all were beginners at some point. I remember an episode when I had really terrible uh, kidney stone pain. And uh, those who had kidney stone pain, they understand how bad it is. And I was in agonizing pain. And I was in hospital and um, they needed to give me morphine because I was really sweating and I was almost going into sort of unconsciousness. 
And I had someone who was a trainee nurse uh, giving me IV um, injection and she couldn't find my vein. And I remember very, very clearly, even at that time, that her mentor, looking at my pain, wanted to take over. And I said, no, let her, let her be, uh, because I know I could hold on a bit more longer. Um, but I wanted her to have that experience because I remember my first ever case, and it was lower left five, uh, DO cavity. And in my days when I was doing undergraduate, uh, we started using slow handpiece first, and then we were given fast handpiece. So, so that patient was the first time when I was given fast handpiece. And literally... I, because if you go from slow to fast, you don't understand how fast the fast handpiece is. And I applied a lot of pressure in, and within seconds, I was in the pulp. And from simple class to cavity, I turned into a root canal treatment. And I, I'm always grateful for patients who have allowed me to learn, allowed me to become who I am right now. And that's something you need to understand as well. Until you start something, you're never going to be great at anything. So, um, of course, you need appropriate training and guidance, which plays a big part in achieving great success. Um, so I'm not saying just watch, you know, uh, something and, you know, just, just go ahead and do some uh, treatment. I'm, I'm saying that, you know, have appropriate training and mentorship or whatever you want. Make sure that you have all the pathway cleared and then you attempt that case. But make sure that you do attempt just because you think that you can't do it. Does, shouldn't stop you doing it um, but you need to actively seek for training and mentorship otherwise again you will not be able to achieve what you want to achieve the other limiting belief people have is i need to be a specialist in order to carry out full mouth reconstruction now i've seen many dentists who are not a specialist i am not one so i'm not a specialist and i still do almost everything what dentistry has to offer surgically non-surgically and you know dentistry is one of those fields where you do not need to be a specialist to do 99% of the things if you can prove you have received appropriate training and guidance you don't need to do a specialization msc diploma certificate or anything like that as far as you have structured guidance and training you can do whatever dentistry has to offer there are not that many areas of dentistry uh, where you have to be a specialist. Now, I'm a general dental practitioner and I can do root canal treatment, implants, including block grafting, sinus lift. I can do orthodontic treatment, full mouth reconstruction, crown lengthening, gingival graft, soft tissue surgeries, periodontal therapy. So I can do a lot of things. But yes, I've spent years you know, getting trained in these from the top specialists and top uh, clinicians. Some of them weren't even specialists. But you need to understand that degree up to certain extent doesn't matter much. It's the training. Yes, if you're getting the same training doing diploma or MSc, just go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. But don't feel that MSc or doing master's or being specialist is the only way to get there. Don't be limited by thinking that you have to be a specialist. Of course, if this is what you want to go ahead and do it, then please, you know, carry on. And yes, there is a merit of having some degrees behind you and that helps you as well. But in my personal experience, I felt that becoming a specialist may restrict you in doing other aspects of dentistry 
um, which you really enjoy. So if you really enjoy 360 degree dentistry, um, like me, then just being, let's say, an orthodontist, you might be limiting yourself to doing uh, orthodontic treatment. And um, so that's something you need to take, you need to consider. But if you do want that way path, then by all means, go and get the training done and, and you know, go towards that path. The other limiting belief I hear from dentists is that it is very difficult to learn full mouth reconstruction. And I understand full mouth reconstruction as a term may sound daunting, but if you think about it, if you can do single crown or single buildup, then all full mouth reconstruction is doing 28 buildups or 28 crowns in one patient. And the difference is learning occlusion, which is also very simple. All you need to make sure that when patient is closing his or her teeth together, it should be comfortable, they should meet harmoniously, and when they grind their teeth, which they will most of the time, uh, considering current climate and you know society we live in, they should protect each other. And this, that's a simple definition of static and dynamic occlusion. And yes, people can make things complicated, and I sometimes make things complicated when I'm teaching, but all you need to understand is, in a simple term, it needs to be comfortable for patient when they are functioning and parafunctioning, and you will be fine. Yes, it may feel daunting, but as far as you know, occlusion, um, it's really your single tooth dentistry doing multiple times in single mouth. The other limiting belief uh, people have that I do not have enough money to be able to invest in the course. Now, this is very funny because what if I tell you that I can give you a machine which will print you money for life. And that machine will cost you £9,000. Will you pay for it? Let's say a full mouth reconstruction. The first case, which could be in region, if you're doing direct adhesive full mouth reconstruction in UK, could be in region between eight to £10,000. And your lifetime income from that skill, if you work for, let's say, 30 years, maybe, and if you have six cases a year, which is very reasonable if you have one case every two months, then the expected income is 1.8 million pounds over your lifetime. Now, wouldn't you be able to spend course, which is what, 10,000 pounds, 20,000 pounds, maybe 30,000 pounds to learn that lifetime income? So for me, spending money on learning is a no brainer. Uh, you know, in dentistry, we are in a profession where we can earn whatever we learn if you put if you implement that we can earn that money within a year no matter what course you're doing so you need to look at the lifetime value of any course you are doing and sometimes you just need to do it for fun to make your life more happier and meet like-minded people and sometimes you get tips from the courses which is not coming from the teacher itself is coming from the cohort or the dentist. And I've learned so much from going through courses and learning from other colleagues during those courses, uh, the tips and materials, because sometimes the, the mentor or teacher would have come across the difficulty which the students come across. And, you know, meeting like-minded people, you may find a small gem of information which will enhance your clinical uh, skills. The next limiting belief I get is my boss will not pay for the instruments and material I need. So there is no point in doing the course. And to them, I would say, 
pay for yourself. You know, pay by yourself and think about how much it's costing you by not doing or not learning whatever the skill you want to learn. So, you know, I invest in all, all my equipments. I don't own my practice yet. And I still uh, have my intraoral scanner. Um, I have my own implant motor equipments. I was actually, you can, I just need a chair and a room and I can work in any surgery. Um, so I'm like a mobile dental practice because I have all my instruments um, which I use. So, and I never regretted that. Uh, you will always make your money back. The other uh, limiting belief I get is what if I get failure or complication? And here's the thing. You will get complications and failures no matter what level of dentistry you do. If you haven't yet, then you haven't done enough dentistry. However, controlling or reducing the rate of complication and failures and learning from others' mistakes is where you should focus. So you shouldn't focus on not having failures or complications at all, but learning from it and maybe learning from others' failures and mistakes. And this is the whole this podcast is about learning from other people's mistakes, other people's failures or other people's struggles so that you can achieve those success with less failures and struggles. But you will come across your own failures and struggles. And again, you need to have support network where if such thing happens, you can go to that colleague or mentor who can help you find the solution. Also, one thing which has helped me a lot in the past when complications happen was a good rapport with my patient. Because of that, patients were understanding. Although disappointed, as me as well, but we work together to find solution. So you can really do whatever treatment you like to a right patient. And you need to really work on your communication skills before you start doing these type of um, complex cases. Because most of the time, if anything goes wrong or complication happens or, or failure happens, the only thing which will save you is your rapport with patient. The other limiting belief I get from dentists is that I do not have patients who can afford this type of treatment. I, I work in what they call in America, um, they call it Bronx, I think, um, where there are not that many affluent people, or rich people live. And in my opinion, I've worked, or my experience, I've worked in different parts of UK, uh, from central London where I've treated some very rich people and I've worked in very rural areas. And what I can tell you is that patients are everywhere. I would even argue that patient in low socioeconomical area, uh, you will find more patient in low socioeconomical area than rich area because they may have worked hard for their, the, to make their living and, you know, they might have neglected that oral hygiene and, and, you know, they might be in a situation where, you know, they have to do something. Have you ever been in a situation where, you know, there is a tipping point, you know, for me, when I am getting overweight, there is a, a tipping point, you know, up to certain amount I will tolerate after that, when it tips, I'm back onto my, my diet, my exercising regime and everything. And yes, I should be doing that at all the time. But, you know, 
sometimes you let go things and but there's always a tipping point and you will see this in many people who had a health scare you know people who had a health scare and had a, some issue with their health um they all of a sudden becomes very much health conscious and that becomes their first priority and this is what happens when in low socioeconomic area that you know they have neglected their mouth but there's something happened there you know abscess on the tooth or something and they said you know this is enough and now i can't tolerate this and i want to get something sorted and you find these lot of people like that you feel, you find a lot of retired people who worked whole their life they had never had time to spend time on themselves and then they want to do some work done so i would say there is no area which is good or bad when it comes to doing dentistry everyone have you know or majority of people have teeth uh, and they want to look after their teeth even if people who haven't got teeth they would want fixed teeth or they would want treatment uh, to make their um, journey comfortable and again dentistry can help them with that so i want you to take that limiting belief out because you have an a living example me who have worked in different type of areas and still uh manage to find patients who will fit into the criteria of the treatment you want to do the other limiting belief i find is that i work in a busy general dental practice uh doing checkups and single dentistry and my practice is not geared towards complex treatments so as i discussed before all practices are geared towards a good dentistry and this is not about complex or simple dentistry this is about complete dentistry so let's say patient uh come to you for a checkup and you find that all the teeth are in a good condition and just one tooth needs dentistry then you'll do that what about if patient comes to you and um patient needs full mouth reconstruction now if you are a general dental practitioner if you just just a simple you know doing simple dentistry you're not going to offer that dentistry to that patient of course you have to because you know that's your responsibility that's the reason patients come to you to give your get your professional opinion on something so you even though whether you do the treatment or not you need to propose that you need to tell the patient that look you need a full mouth reconstruction and of course if you do that kind of treatment then do you think patients going to say no no let me go somewhere else and have the treatment done or if you have build that trust and rapport with that patient patient would say you know what doc you do it i want you to do the treatment and if you have good rapport with patient i would guarantee you that the patient would want you to do the treatment even if patient think or you tell patient that you know you haven't done this stuff case before this is your first time and we i mean in my experience patients are very accepting to the fact that you know you are learning and i or tell even my now my patient that you know the reason we call practicing dentistry is because we are never perfect we are always practicing and that's what's called practicing of dentistry or practice of dentistry um and you know i explain that to patient you know we are learning all the time because i take photos so many times and patient keep asking me like why are you taking so many photos you know because i'm learning i'm teaching i'm using these photos for teaching but i'm also learning because when i look back 10 years down the line uh see my cases and i i see you know how much improvement i have made and you know what i can improve so you know 
whenever you are doing a checkup, you need to think about how can I give this patient their oral health back? How can I help? What needs doing to give them the teeth they had when they were young before the teeth got into the situation they have right now? So if you think that way, you will always find a way to communicate with patient in order so that patient understand what they need. So I hope I've made you rethink some of the beliefs you had, and I hope this helps you in making progress and achieving higher success in dentistry and life. So thank you for listening to this episode, and I will see you in the next episode. Oh,